his American Express card just says share. Probably. She's amazing. That is a surprise. <laughs> <deal. laughs> she is. I love that. Don't get me started talking about share. <laughs> oh, here it goes again. Here it goes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you can hear it suck down the wrong pipe. <laughs> Drown in my sleep because like, <laughs> it goes down the pipe, run pipe so many times. We <laughs> had like a family game night semi recently, and she's just like, no. <laughs> I do it all the time. Like, oh there, she said there's got to be enough water in there to drown her one day. <laughs> like, one more long term, and she's done for. <laughs> oh my god. It's all in our lungs. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And we have guests because... It's listener episode It is. It's the first... Three. Four. 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 <laughs> I don't know what one we're on. Yeah, it's the first of the month listener episode. We have two people here today. We do. Who's with us? Psh, what's your names? Who's your names? Introduce yourselves. Kimby. <laughs> and Kevin. Kim and Kim. And we've talked about Kevin a couple of times. He's our wine connoisseur. <laughs> He's the one who made fun of me for saying it had legs. <laughs> it did have legs, okay? My $9 wine had legs. So I just assume legs means it's sticky. I'm like, well, very sticky. Lots of legs. Oh my god. <laughs> Like a spider. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way it sticks to the glass and runs down, that's the legs. It's the alcohol content, right? Yeah, legs represent the alcohol content. And it's sticky. <laughs> okay, so. and it's sticky, I guess. Okay, so we have a wine. I don't know. We don't have a theme for this one, obviously, because it's just a listener episode. But I guess Kemp and Kevin brought a wine that we may or may not have already started drinking and got more than halfway through, and it's fine, and it's wonderful. What was it? Weird. They're drinking. We are drinking. I drink. <laughs> it's Mersolet. That's French, right? Mersolet. Oh, Silver like Chardonnay from Monterey County, California. Ooh, ah. Fancy. It's Ooh, wonderful. It's, it's aged. What was it? It, <laughs> it was what year crispy. Was on that? 2018. The vintage. <laughs> it was. Right? Yes, yes. It was crispy. It was like, very good. Like a McDonald's Sprite. Crispy. <laughs> crispy. Mm. <laughs> Extra. Cool. Those McDonald's sprites hurt so good. They're spicy. <laughs> Which, speaking of spicy, actually, Megan picked up a wine for us to open while we're recording. What is it? So I've had Sideshow before, which I think I've had you try. We had the yeah. Ringmaster or, or something. Yeah, like Ringleader or something like yeah. that. I don't know. So the Sideshow, it's all these different like circus terms. Um, I thought the Ringleader or whatever it was was really good, even though I can't remember. Well, you, it's been I, a while. Yeah, you like So it. I wanted to pick this one up because I've never tried it before. It's a Shiraz. Okay. And it's the Charmer. Ooh, and it's got a snake on it. So it's a, this is an Australian wine. It's a 2019, if you're curious. And the description on the back says, allow yourself to be drawn in by the charmer. The spicy Shiraz captivates the imagination from the first moment with its tantalizing aromas of blackberries and black plum, fresh ripe raspberry and strawberry <laughs> notes topped with a touch of black licorice charm, the palate. Ooh. I hate Ooh. black licorice so I do much. too, but I really wanted Ugh. to try a Shiraz. So, 
Do you don't like black licorice? Just yeah. pop out a box of you good plenty. I mean, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't buy it at the store, but oh if somebody was like, here's a piece of black licorice, I No, oh, no, thank you. But mm, no, that's foul. Star anus. <laughs> star anus. Star anus. <laughs> Remember, don't go all the way in. Stop I know, like, I know. Yeah. Okay, so this is a pop. The silver was a crack, but we didn't get to hear the cracks. Now we're going to We got excited. Pop. Oh, yeah. All right, ready? Here we go, ladies. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen's. That was all of us. That was all of us. Excited about the pop. I'll be one hundred percent black licorice is the immediate. Oh really? I think so. We'll go ahead and give it a pour if anyone wants to give this a try. So I really like blackberry, but then I That's by the I labeling I assumed it was like going to have some kind of a dark twist. I know. Well, when you said spicy, I was well, like maybe like peppercorns <laughs> or something. But yeah. No. I I like the color. It's a nice deep color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to smell. So out of the, the bottle, I picked up black licorice. Yeah. Now I'm gonna smell it in the glass. It's definitely spicy. I get a lot of the spice. I, I think yeah. I do smell the black licorice. Yeah, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Which is a legs, bummer. Kelsey. Well, Shirazes are known for being a spicy wine. Uh, mm. the legs are okay. <laughs> Not anything fancy. So legs. Taste? Remember that legs are an indication of alcohol content. They don't really have anything to do with the flavor of. Right. The right. Which, what all. was, what did it say the percentage was on this? Oh, probably like 13. This bad boy is 13 and a half. Ooh. That's a lot. Yeah. That's going to do me in. <laughs> <laughs> let's go for a taste. All right, yeah, let's give it a try. I don't taste any black licorice. I don't. I really don't. That is really smooth. That's actually like yeah, very that is smooth. smoother than I thought it was It smells like it was going to be spicy. You know what, actually... One moment. Poor is it bacon. spicy on the finish? I got yeah. a little bit I, of that. I was going to say that. I like the spicy at the end. Does everybody like it? Yeah. I, I, okay, I, I kind of feel really like I'm like sucking it. on pennies. But Shiraz, <laughs> but that's just, this is, it tastes like, it tastes like a Shiraz though. It, they, right, right. They've just mm. got a lot of that. I don't know how have to it. Have you ever had like It almost ends, it's a semi-dry, isn't it? I think this is a dry, I think. Really? I think it's on the drier But I definitely side. taste berry and I taste plum. And I taste a little bit of cherry, but it didn't say that. I guess it says strawberry and raspberry. Raspberry. But I, I, I taste a little cherry. It's not bad, honestly. Because I, I think the thing that I don't like about breads most of the time is how... Yeah, the spiciness and just how dry they can be. But this is like... I'm trying to see if I can find the out tans. how dry yeah. it is. Yeah, this is... Um, I don't know. I give it a seven out of ten. I honestly couldn't tell you what I taste though. It's like I usually even did the a dry smell. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would give it a seven out of ten as well. I think it's very good and it's reasonably priced. I think it is that good. was. Well, it's a New World wine. It's an Australian wine. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a good flavor. If you like a Shiraz, I'm not big on Shirazes to be honest because mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about the spice. Yeah, yeah. It's the spiciness that gets me. Like Malbecs and Merlots and stuff like that's. That's a lot. That's all that me. Is a lot. The Shiraz is on point. I love Malbec. I love Merlot. What score do you give yours? <laughs> oh, this is really high up. I'm very surprised at how smooth it was. I thought it was going to yeah. be a lot spicier. Um, it's really smooth all the way up until the back. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get the spice going down. So I think that's good. I like the little tingle at the end, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. I need to not chug it. 
I know, I've almost just drank my four ounces already. So <laughs> we have a story or two or three. Da, 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 I know, you got to stay somewhat sober because you go first, Megan. I know, and then I can chug. Yes. So <laughs> the first story I'm going to tell is from my dad. So my dad supposedly lived in a haunted house here in Terre Haute on Idaho Street for anyone who's familiar. Mm-hmm. I was on the corner of Idaho and mm, I don't remember. Oh, God, I don't know. I feel like I can picture it, but... Like maybe 11th or maybe 9th. I don't know. Somewhere kind of on the south end of town-ish. So this house that they lived in, it's when he was a teenager and him and my mom were in high school dating. And my mom would stay over it all the time so she can attest to a lot of these stories. But one of the first things that... I don't know if it's one of the first things, but one of the smaller things that they noticed is that the dog was very scared of the basement. So it's, and we lived in a house like this. I feel like it's a very um, general house style where you'd walk in the back door and you can either go down into the basement or you can like turn and go up the steps like in the kitchen. Like a shotgun? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that dog was onto something though because I hated our basement. I had I did. nightmares about that basement constantly. A different house, so not Idaho, but we lived no. on another, in another house with that same style. So the dog refused to walk by those basement stairs. Like when they would let him out, they'd have to pick him up and put him outside. And when they'd let him back in, he'd just whine. And if he would make the jump, he would jump from the back door all the way into like the kitchen stairs and just bypass the whole basement. No one liked to go down there. Uh, I think the laundry may have been down there. They did have a laundry chute or something. So they did have to go down there for laundry. But other than that, nobody liked the basement. Everyone was very weird about the basement. One of the first things my dad started to notice to him specifically is that, so backing up a little bit, my grandma, his mom, uh, single mom, she wasn't home a lot. She'd always be out, whatever she's doing, gallivanting. And she, he would be home alone a lot. And my mom would sometimes come over and hang out and stay, but it was just my dad and his sister. And it was just the two of them for the most time in the house. And he would be sitting in his room and he would hear the sound of high heels start to come through the house. So he thought his mom came home. So he yelled like, hey mom, and she didn't answer. And then he would hear it go from like the linoleum onto the carpet. You could hear that very distinct Mm -hmm. difference of the heels tapping on carpet. And then it would come down the hall and it stopped in front of his door and he would yell again like mom and she wouldn't answer. And he'd go to open the door and nobody was there. And then he'd check her room and she's not there. But you could smell the perfume down the hallway where someone had mm. walked by. No, thank you. I just feel like if this <laughs> was closed and I just heard like... And it stops in front and of no your one door. no one said anything, I would, I would die, I think. Yeah, little, he said it would pause in front of his door every time. And then it would continue down the hallway. And then his sister slept at the other end of the hall. Now... It got to the point it did freak him out at first hearing these these footsteps, but then it almost became comforting because his mom wasn't home a lot. So it's almost like she was just stopping to check on in on him. It was like another mom to him. He didn't feel anything malicious about this particular presence, so he was okay with it. My Aunt Michelle, on the other hand, uh, when this started happening, started having these really bad nightmares of this woman who would come into her room and try to strangle her and kill her. And so she was terrified of that sound when it would come down the hallway because she knew it was that woman in her dreams. And so... No, thank you. (laughs) They, for the longest time, they didn't know what or who it was, what that um, 
presence or that spirit possibly was, but I, even my mom, when she would stay over, she could hear it too, and she would smell the perfume, and it got to the point where they just say, hey, and then she'd go about her business, and the ghost would do its thing. But I think recently my mom ended up looking into the house and what they found is that there was a woman who lived there and she had a son. And so they think that she looked at my dad as her son. So she was checking in on him. But they think that the room my Aunt Michelle stayed in was actually her son's bedroom. So when she'd go to my Aunt Michelle's room, she'd see a girl in his room and she'd freak out. And she thinks that's what was causing the nightmare. Mm. Like an intruder, like you ain't supposed to be here. Right, that's my son's room. Get out. So, harlot. <laughs> Old fashioned justice. There is one more thing they found out about the basement, and they also, in the same turn, found out the fate of the son, I believe. Mm. Yikes. Somebody did die in the house, mm. he died in the basement. I don't know if you remember this, Ooh. Kelsey. I think they told us, and I hope I'm going to tell it right. I'm going to say yes. I don't remember, but yes. <laughs> he was working on something in the basement. I can't remember what it was, if it had to do with like gas in some way. Something flammable with whatever he was working on. It caught fire, and he actually burned up in the basement, and there was a black scorch up the wall. Oh. No. Th- oh, man. Like, all Pompeii style? Like, phew. Just, I don't know if he died in the house, hot, but, but he, if I remember right... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, when he burned up and just like, <laughs> disappeared. That's terrifying, actually, because they were literally frozen in time. Like, the heat and everything was so hot that whenever you were in mid-run, you dead like Did that. Did you hear yes. about the guy, though, in Pompeii who died, not from the volcano, but because a rock shot out of the volcano and landed on him? Mm-hmm. And he died like a cartoon, like... Oh, yeah. God. I was, just recently, I was just recently listening to something about Pompeii and they were talking about, yeah, just, and the way people, oh, they found a, a brain, I think, that was completely, like, the heat was so hot and so intense so quickly that it, like, crystallized the brain. Like, the wow. brain is completely intact, like a black crystal. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I don't know. It's weird. And there's just organs like that around, just hanging out. Hmm. I like I said, I hope I'm not telling the, the basement story wrong, but I believe that's what happened. They, they always saw the scorch or, like, the black mark up the wall, thinking it was, like, water damage or something like that. But after doing some research, they found out it was the son who died in the house. And they think that the mom, even though she didn't die in the house, since her son's spirit is there or, you know, that's where he was last, you know, last known to be that she went back to the house even after death, and so now she's haunting this house. That would make sense, though, why she was more sensitive toward your dad Yeah. Mm-hmm. than your aunt. Do you, because... do you remember how old he was when he died and how old dad was when he was in the house? I mean, dad was a teenager for sure. Um, I don't know how old the son was. Hmm. I can't remember that bit, but... I mean, if he was still... To say he was still living with his mom doesn't necessarily indicate age range but maybe yeah maybe a teenager again mm-hmm. i also don't like it my quick little side is in my basement i swear to god i've never noticed it before but i went down to do laundry the other day and there's just this black smudge like someone just put black ash on there and it went psh, 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 like on my basement uh wall downstairs and i walked i stopped i was like i don't think that's been there before 
And I just, like, let it go. <laughs> also, on the back of my basement door, like, four very distinct fingerprints, like, going, like, they swipe down the door. Oh. Uh, and I've tried to, because I was like, oh, maybe it's just a dusty door, and I did that closing it. I cannot, like, I've scratched that door, and it won't make the mark that's on the back of that door. So Interesting. <laughs> I, like, low-key think this place is a little haunted, but we're going to talk about, well, I don't know, it could be a story now, but I'm not going to do it now because I didn't plan for it. I'm hearing lots of things, folks. I think my oh, cat's here, I was, too. <laughs> I wanted to ask about it, but I was like, I don't know if we're going into that. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't plan for it, so I'll save it for another time, but, like, it, I feel silly. I, well, I don't want to say I feel silly, because we do a haunted podcast, for God's sake, but I just, lately, I keep hearing things, and I am just feel like I'm getting myself all worked up, because I do editing, I do, I listen to spooky podcasts all the time, I just keep hearing things, and... I think uh, you should tell yours. Because what you told me before, you don't have to tell it now that you guys can go next, but... Okay. I think you should. Oh, in this episode? Sure. Just an impromptu We're story. We're going to talk about Ooh. Okay, yeah. Haunted House. But you can tell your story first, yeah. So, <laughs> that kind of wraps up going back. I have, that's really it about the my dad's haunted house story. So, I can't remember much more about it, details and things like that, but... Yeah. I will say it's interesting because oh. animals are usually more prone to sensing things to yes. the fact oh, that yeah. the dog didn't want anything to do with the basement and... yeah there's one other thing there's a room in the house that nobody can get to now this could just i don't know it could just be the way that they remodeled the house but when there's a window up in the attic and they could always see like rolls of carpet and just random stuff up there up in that window there's no way absolutely no way up into that attic they couldn't find a pull down they couldn't find an entryway but there's all this crap up in this room that nobody can get to. Hmm. Hmm. Creepy. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> interesting. More weird, not necessarily spooky, but kind of weird. Like, they just patched all that stuff up in there. And you can't get it down. At right. least when they live there. Yeah. Hmm. It could have been an exterior access. But I don't know why they would store carpet up there. Right. They said there was just, like, random crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that is my dad's. Haunted house. Yes. Cool. The end. Y'all got some stories. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> oh yeah, I was feeling. Let's digest. Thoughts, feelings. You don't have to have any <laughs> except <a> spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's spooky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Well, it's a pretty straight. It's a pretty straightforward story. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to blaze through. I want to give you. Well, some there, time it did tie. So, well, let's just we'll just dive in. Okay. So we bought a house. <laughs> In 20... Oh, did you have a quick comment? I did. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I wanted did, yeah. to know what it's called when you experience a haunting and then you start to ha- have dreams of it. Because since your aunt was having dreams of this woman, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what that's called, though. It's called spooky shit. <laughs> All right, but I'm sure that there's more to it. But anyways. I don't know. It's... That would terrify me. If I was being haunted and then I saw that presence come to me in a dream, mm-hmm. no way. That has to be a really strong spirit or a very emotional spirit is my thought. To lead, like to hear, to smell. To... Yeah, the fact that she was able to not only create sound, which I feel like is probably oh, yeah, the most scent. common, mm-hmm. but the fact that she left a trail of perfume behind. Yes. And... You guys need to do an episode on that hotel. Where the girl died in the oh the Cecil water tank the Cecil Cecil yeah I would love to go to the Cecil that if we could oh yeah y'all That'd be a donate good one. to our Patreon <laughs> send yeah. us to California 
please. Oh, what do you guys make? I know you haven't done the episode, but what do you make of the girl in the elevator holding her hands out? Like The thing that gets me is she stands outside of the elevator and has a full-blown like interaction, tussle, if you will, with we can't see what. The elevator door never closes. I was closes. just going to say it, that. It never Why does it stay open? Because this is 2013 mm. that it happened. Yeah, they have sensors on elevator Yeah, doors. Mm-hmm. she's standing outside. It's not like she keeps swinging her arms in because she's no. not super nope. frantic. She's, she's just, just like, well, it looks like she's bartering with something, but the door never closes If you've her. ever been on an elevator, you know that it can even be closing on you when you're walking in. Like, if there's a yeah, body yeah, actually yeah, there, yeah, it can close. Right. It'll stop. But it'll start I've had to doors close. hit me. They're like, get me. Like, they just smack you. Yeah. So, like, Elevator don't care. If you no. want to say, like, her hand moving stopped it, no way. Full bodies don't stop yeah. doors well, necessarily. It's like, I always think it's like, you know when you're trying to, like, trying to find something in your room and the lights are off? And yeah. you're walking, like, holding your hands oh, out? Oh, yeah. She it like, looks like she But the thing is, like she was blind. Her, and yes. she was, like, trying to feel her yeah. way out. No, I don't even... Well, yes, but I don't even think it's that. Because if you look, her hands are hyperextended. Like, her fingers are bent yeah. beyond what's normal. And they're, like, doing this and, like, mm-hmm. reaching out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she up. looks like she's talking to someone, like, has this interaction, gets back in the elevator, and it's like she's like she making sure she's not being them. followed by whatever she just interacted with. But she didn't go anywhere. So we, I thought, so more, we saw... I don't know if she thought that. I want more details from... Her roommates, because she did share a room with some girls at the hotel. But they ended that up putting she her ended in her up, own room. Yes, they complained because of her odd behavior. What quote unquote? We don't know what odd behavior is, and they put her in this own her own room. So I think that's one of the spookiest modern mm-hmm. things. That Spooky. Yes, I will. Say, so I believe she was medicated. I don't want to jump too far into it but, because I can't remember for sure. She was medicated. But, it wasn't off the medication, but that doesn't. But remember what the, the big problem was. It wasn't that she jumped in the water tank. It was how did the lid close? Yeah, she, she, she was have nude closed the lid and on she yeah. Yep, she could to have be done strong it to enough herself. to lift it. Ditch her clothes, which were the clothes found in the tank, or were they? I think, just they, not were I think they were in in it. Right? I think they were in naked. the tank. Yeah. But they said like when you jump in, she couldn't have closed the lid on top of herself. No, no, no. So there are so many things. There are so many aspects of that story that creep me out because. You hear stories like, like when you hear spooky stories, this detailed, it's like back in the 1920s or 30s, this was like less than 10 Six years, years ago. ago. This was yeah. less than 10 years mm-hmm. ago. It just is so disgusting now how like people were showering oh, and the, I, the I would die. If I had found that out and I had stayed there, oh my People were brushing their teeth and said <laughs> If you're not familiar with the Cecil Hotel, this is a... A lot of it's a must watch. You gotta watch. It's everywhere. Anybody Discovery, that has ever discussed haunted places has discussed the Cecil Hotel. Right. If you're listening to us, there's a good chance you know about Cecil, but you may not. Check it out. It's almost every supernatural podcast has covered it. If you have Discovery, I believe the um, like uh, you can watch Discovery Channel. Um, Ghost Adventures covered it and did a really in depth, like hour and a half long, almost two hour long feature, which they use a spirit box and catch some super spooky stuff. So well, and actually, uh, Netflix is coming out with a series mm-hmm. on the Cecil Hotel called The Vanishing, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, and it comes out. Oh gosh, I have it up here, but I can't see. It's coming out soon. It may be out now. I think it said February first or second. But there's so much more with the Cecil Hotel. Uh, 
what's his name? Richard Ramirez. Yeah, that was just stayed there. Oh yeah, the it Black Dahlia history. is tied to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... sorry about all the spoilers, everyone. Oh, <laughs> okay. if, at this point, if you don't know, that's not my problem. That's not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would love to cover bigger places. The the thing with our podcast, we want to cover places we've actually been because, of course, I would love to dive into the Cecil or um, Waverly Waverly Hills or just, all those big name places. Oh my God, the Doll Island, like oh crazy things God. like that. Like, but time and money, right? What if I watched that on Patreon. BuzzFeed? It must have been the Doll Island. That oh they yeah, did that on BuzzFeed. Yeah. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, or like Lizzie yeah. Borden's house. Well, that's yeah. more. Yeah, I guess that'd be it's more for sale, watching. Kevin. I have <laughs> been to Lizzie Borden's. Oh yeah, yeah, I, think you yeah, told, me I that. told you guys yeah, about yeah. that, but I didn't stay the night. But as like an investigation, you went. Um, it's kind of just like a tour because okay. it's very touristy now and like they have like a Lizzie Borden gift shop and like oh, yeah, they you capitalize. walk in and but like we sat on the sofa, we stood <laughs> beside the bed and of course my mom, like she loves to take pictures of that stuff so like we're young and like standing <laughs> smiling where the wife was murdered and, like, <laughs> sitting on the sofa where the dad's head I mean, was we, chopped. We definitely had a family member who took pictures of all of our dead relatives in their in caskets. Casket, yeah. So they just had a collection of our relatives in caskets. So that's so whatever. Yeah. That's whatever. Yeah, it's hot. That's hot. Paris. Yeah, yeah Paris. <laughs> Bring it all the way back to 2003. That's hot. Probably. <laughs> we have gotten so Yikes. Okay, how about scary stories? <laughs> okay, so if you guys want to go ahead and dive into your story. I would probably start from the first house. Yeah, so we bought a house in 2014, 2015 on the south side of Terre Haute in a nice area on a quiet, dead-end street. And it was vacant. At the time, it was a mid-century home. And we had bought it from an older couple. Love mid-century, sorry. I love love mid-century, I like it, too. Um, They had actually built the home. The husband had built the home. They had lived there their entire lives, and they had both died. I believe she died in the home and he did not die in the home, but I don't know for sure. So for those of you who don't know, sidebar, Mm -hmm. Indiana law for death at home disclosure is that you can't lie, but it's not something you're required to disclose. I so, wanted to ask because you see that yeah. in TV shows where like I am required so to So every tell state you. is different. Yeah, so like but in Indiana, if I were to ask, they can't lie, but they don't have to just offer the information that someone died in the home. Okay. Is that it's something also, you have to know then as a realtor like you in case yeah, they ask? So I mean like essentially because I'm a realtor, by the way, if anybody's looking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> plug that, sorry. Right. Um, is that I've had people ask me, and I ask the homeowners, and I've never had anyone know, because usually, unless it's someone who built the home, they can't tell you for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have one situation, though, where someone had died in the ambulance after they had left the house, and that mm-hmm. was something I told them, and the buyers were okay with it mm-hmm. at that point, because mm-hmm. they were fine with them not dying in the home. Um, but anyway, so we move into this house and I actually went to a place in the mall and I bought white sage and I did a sage smudge. (laughs) It was our first house. Kemp made fun of me so much. I was trying to be real serious and Kemp was just being such a dick about it. At the time, (laughs) at the time though, my best friend from college was living with us. And Kevin goes outside. He does the exterior with Sage and Mm -hmm. the interior, like, all around. And so we're doing, like, a... We were probably drinking and doing, like, 
Anyway. We were doing this like sage dance and like yes. hopping around and Kevin comes in and he's like, this isn't funny. I don't want to see you guys dancing in the windows. I'm trying to save the house. So well, you're supposed to use, you're supposed to use a white candle. I used a white you candle. So I paid serious. like $14 for this goddamn sage. This isn't funny. And they're like laughing up a storm. I hate to break it to you. White sage isn't necessarily for clay. I've only just found this out too recently. You really should use like mugwort. Well, FYI, because didn't work. So like, and- <laughs> LOL. Well, it's indigenous. So, so well, the rule is you're supposed to shut the heat off. And I did because it was the dead of winter. I shut the heat off and they say anywhere the smoke doesn't float up, there's a presence. Oh. Yes. And in almost every closet, weirdly enough, and in one of the bedrooms, I couldn't get the smoke to float up. Mm-hmm. So like if it floats out to the side or it doesn't go straight up, that there's a presence. Mm-hmm. And I, I would that. say a few months after we moved in weird things started to happen so i'm kind of a light sleeper and i would go into our room we actually didn't sleep in the master bedroom just because the other bedroom was farther away from the rest of the house so we slept in the other bedroom and i would hear things as i was falling asleep and it's gonna sound crazy but it would be like a party i would hear dishes clanging and I would smell cigarette smoke and I would hear people laughing and I would hear music playing and this happened almost every night if not every night I would hear you know partying and from what Kemp has said that the neighbors knew the people lived there and they said they used to have these wild parties well and I was gonna say the the dining room had a track along the ceiling that would divide the living room from the dining room and then one of the neighbors said they used to have a bifolding door mm-hmm. like back in the 60s and the 70s and they would just close the bifolding door and like shut off the bedroom portion of the house to the dining space and they would just carry on and play cards very or whatever smart. very smart <laughs> well and i would camp yeah. would be sleeping and i'd be like do you hear that and like wake camp up out of a sleep and i would go for the first few months because we didn't live there very long like what a year and a half i think yeah, for the first few months, I would literally get out of bed and go check the door locks and See, stuff yeah. because this it was is, so loud. This is where I remember it differently. And a year and a half is not long, but in the beginning of us living there, I don't remember much activity at all. We had been told about who the owners were, who built the house, and it seems like as time went on, maybe we... Maybe in the very beginning there were some things. It was definitely light at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost not noticeable at first. Okay. And there was also heavy, it was heavy activity in the dining room for sure. That was the worst room. I would be sitting, we had a section on the face away from the dining room and I would sit there and the hairs on my neck would stand up. I'd get a cold chill. And actually his dad did some work in the dining room one time. And this was like a year after Mm -hmm. we moved out. And he was putting in a chair rail in the dining room. And he said, it's funny you guys are talking about this now because I was sitting in your dining room and I felt the worst cold chill on my back and all my hair stood up. And I spun around because I thought I was sitting on a register Mm -hmm. because it was ice cold. And he said there was nothing there. 
Now, when you say the dining room, I remember the layout of the house for the most part. Is that when you first walked you in? First the walk in. Okay, because I know you guys had your dining room there, but I don't know if that was like the dining room. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. supposed to be. It had a weird layout. The den was like off the kitchen, which probably should have been the dining room. Mm-hmm. That's why I was wondering if yeah. it was like what well, was designated we, as. We the used room. it as a dining room because there was there was a pass through. There was a hole in the wall where you would. They passed food oh, the through the passed. kitchen yeah. Yeah. into the dining room. And for some reason, I don't even remember why, we just left it as the dining room. I don't know why. It's almost yeah. like the, I mean, I guess I don't know at the time, but it's almost like a, the central, like you want to walk into yeah. the party and not be distracted by walking through other homes of the house. Yeah, you or couldn't, rooms get, of the house. Yeah. You couldn't so get anywhere important. without going through the dining room of that house. Well, I think yeah. maybe that was their, since they built it, maybe that was their goal since they like to entertain, to have that, the entertainment space be in the middle. I guess. Yeah, yeah, everyone would kind of congregate right in the center. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And I will say, too, before I tell the worst thing that happened to me out of anything, um, I will say it's like now that I look back, I'm like, was it this or was I just, you know, falling asleep and hearing things or seeing things? But mm-hmm. the worst thing that ever happened to me was one night you were at a friend's house, Kemp was at a friend's house, and I was sleeping, and something woke me up like one or two in the morning. The story makes me laugh. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. It's like you question so much later on, but I, I looked over, and at the foot of the bed, on the opposite side of the bed, there was like a figure of a man standing at the foot of the bed. And I mean, I thought somebody broke in. You know, it's like everything happened so quick, and I jumped out of bed, and I said, who are you? And he said, plain as day, Jim. Plain as day. <laughs> and Kemp doesn't believe that this happened. But I just, I mean, I stayed up till he got home. I mean, I think I stayed up the rest of the night. But if you know Kevin and, like, he's just very, I don't know. I don't know. Dramatic. How to describe it. He's dramatic. <laughs> and, like, I can just picture him, like, waking up going, who are you? <laughs> Jim. It's like, I, I mean, it just. If he would have done that when I was there, I'd been like, Go back to bed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, when I look back in retrospect, but I guess I'll say this is that something I, I thought about is when you watch scary movies, even when the little stuff happens, you're like, man, I'd be getting the hell out of there. You know, you see a door like creaking and you're like, That's so scary. But when you live there and that's your life, right. you know, and this stuff is happening around you, yeah, then there's not much you can do about it in the moment. S- you would say though that you would see stuff like Coming up from under the door. No, I would see... No. I would be lying in bed. What it was, I would no. see smoke billowing coming in from the door frame. Well, but from to the, the top of the to door the frame. Point like where pouring in the room. One night he thought it was a fire. The house was on fire. Like he saw it so bad. I think I was there that night. You were. He was like... He jumped out of bed because he literally thought that we had a fire. So... Yeah, because I remember I would see it, and it, it would, like, because it would come down the hallway, and the doorway's lower, and you would I would watch it pour in. And I, I saw that four or five times. And I don't know if I just had trouble, I was just uneasy at that house, is what it could have been. But mm-hmm. I just, I swear I saw that a, a number of times. I'm not used to doing this on podcasts. Like, I want to, like, talk over yeah, you, but I can't. <laughs> okay. um, we talk over each other all the time. I don't care. <laughs> his, um, they had a daughter. The acres that built the house had one daughter, which was, her room was converted into our master. 
The master we never used as a master. It had two closets, but for we wanted our room to be on the back side of the house. Yeah. So we just always had our bedroom set up in the back. Um, but I always had kind of thought maybe there was activity or maybe he was seeing these things because we were staying in their daughter's room. And when you have, when you're an only child and yeah. that's your kid, I mean, maybe if there was a presence, they'd be very protective of that space. Yeah. So that makes sense with my dad's house. The same thing that she liked my dad, but my aunt Michelle was terrified of mm-hmm. that presence. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you tell the story. You tell the story about the watch, and then tell the story about your experience. So I had a wristwatch, and it broke. I don't remember what so I did we, to it. So you knocked it off the dresser. Oh, I did knock it off the dresser. We were moving in and unboxing, and like one of the last boxes that we had were like our bedroom stuff, just random stuff that we don't use that often. And I dropped the box off the dresser onto the floor. Well, one of my wristwatches, the two hands on the face had popped off. And then... Um, they were just like floating in the They were floating the in the watch. Like just, just moving around. I think that at this time, because Kevin was really into watches then. So I think <laughs> that we had like a... A watch. That's a weird thing I to really say. Loved time really time. into watches. <laughs> You loved watches. Like, every year for Christmas, I would buy Kevin a watch. And he had a a thing that we would, like, put them in, like a watch case. And that watch that was broken, we kept it because it was a nice watch. And we just put it back in the thing. Well, one day when I was looking at the watches thinking about wearing one, I looked at that one and the hands were back on. And I just said, thanks for fixing my watch. Because I thought maybe he was doing it to be sweet. Like... That he knew that it broke, and then he went to go get it fixed, and just Joke's didn't on say you. <laughs> well, then he was I like, care. "I didn't fix your watch," so I was like, "And it was Whoa. working." I mean, the hour hand and the minute and hand were off. That was weird. Huh. That was the first now, thing. This is a really, this is a really weird specific question. Was the time correct? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, but man. it was working. But that's no the thing. Idea. is like when you turn the watch back and but forth, the it, minute hand and the hour hand were just so kind of like yeah, sliding yeah. around along the bottom. Like they were completely separated from the center dial. Yeah, yeah. And they were both back on. But it wasn't... I don't know how I would feel if they were in time. Oh. But in the moment, though, I had found it without him being there. So it wasn't something where I thought it was paranormal to think, yeah. like, to look and, like, think about the time and... Like, I had come to him after the fact. Like, he got home from work, and I was like, thanks for fixing my watch. And he was like, I didn't. And I was like, I just pulled it out of the case, and it was fixed. But I feel like these, like, the listeners of this podcast are going to be like, this is the dumbest bullshit. Like, that has nothing to do with ghosts. Honestly, it's funny. But that was the first thing that happened that made us start to get a little... Yeah. Mm. No, we'll get people who tell us, like, they hear some of the, even the little side quips we talk about, and they're just like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Like, I've had people reach out specifically about, that happened to me, too. That was the same freaking place. That would, like, you know, just weird things that we don't think. Well, that's what we push definitely with the listener episodes, is that your stories are not stupid. If you're listening to our podcast... We felt dumb about telling some of the stories we've had. Like, St. Mary's has probably the most unbelievable story we have. And we started with the Faceless Nun because mm. it is so unbelievable. But me and Kelsey and our friend Heather and John can all attest what we saw that night. And we can't make that up. And it's so outrageous, but it's... We we know it happened. We know in our heart that it happened. Point of order. Right. 
So, yes, point of order. <laughs> and I know we're in the middle of talking about it, but I, I have a side story, actually, about the faceless nun. My friend has taught at St. Mary's for over 40 years, and oh, yeah. she just retired. Mm-hmm. And she told me a story about how she got a tour from a, a sister, from a nun, and it was, she just said something about it was just made her feel so uneasy. She got a tour, I think it was of, it was of a church, or it was of a hall, but it was by a sister, Mm-hmm. And they finished the tour, and two weeks later, she was talking to another sister, and she found that that nun had passed six or seven years earlier, <laughs> and had given them an entire tour. The person from doing start the to tour? finish, yes, had Man. passed years uh, ago. And this lady, I, I trust she this lady a with very my reliable life. source. Like I she would not lady. bullshit. She you. wouldn't make. She doesn't. She doesn't care enough to make it up. No, my eyes are kind of watering. I'm but like she, so happy to hear that because I'm, that is our, in our top three of most unexplainable things that's ever happened. Well, and happened it wasn't. So it wouldn't have been the faceless nun, but she had said that. It, and I asked her, I said, so was she like translucent or like floating or, you know, trying to kind of goof it around with her? And she said, no, I, I can't explain it, but there was just something very off about the interaction and she just seemed so cold and distant like distant yeah yeah but she had passed so bizarre wow cold and distant maybe well because sisters all have names they all have names (laughs) that they take you know Mm -hmm. as sisters and you know peggy had mentioned the name of the sister she said that sister had passed starbucks peggy yes peggy Peggy, Peggy told me that story. Source. Yes, Peggy she will is. not. She is the most straightforward woman. Right. <laughs> like right, and that's it why it does I not matter it. what's on her mind, even if it's offensive. She's gonna tell you like, mm-hmm. "You look stupid. Please don't wear that again." <laughs> like, or yeah. she'll tell you. Yeah, but I mean, she she's like, "I love you, honey, but and, don't wear that." Yeah, Peggy, <laughs> so. Peggy's not overly superstitious. She's not overly religious. She's a really just a, a well-rounded person. I've never yes. I've never been fed bullshit from Peggy before. Mm-hmm. No, so. and that's the day. Oh my god. I was talking at Starbucks one day about how I went to college for English. I'm like, yeah, it was such a stupid choice. Like, I can't believe I did. I might as well have just uh, majored in basket weaving. And she goes, I teach basket weaving. And I laughed. And she goes, I teach it at St. Mary's. I said, oh, my God. And just very deadpan, like, didn't laugh. And she said, I teach basket weaving. I said, I'm so sorry. She goes, I don't give shit. Like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> um, and then the one day that Chelsea, this, whatever, I won't get the last name, but I worked with a girl that she was having, like, this life crisis, and she wanted answers to her questions. She's like, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. And Peggy just goes, ask the runes. And Chelsea goes, ask the who? And she pulls out a bag of runes, and she's like, ask the runes, and, like, throws out rune stones. And I was like, <laughs> are we doing that? <laughs> yep. She straight up bought a bag of runes to Starbucks and just read everybody. And I was like, oh. Shoot, that's okay. awesome. <laughs> like, crap. Peggy's awesome. like, so... Oh, I miss Peggy. I miss Gosh Peggy. darn it. I love that lady. And she's not Starbucks anymore. No, she's not. Well, I feel... I'm sorry I sidetracked. That's okay. No, that's good story. But that's good story. Kemp's story is... That's the nice thing about too. listener episodes is we can do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah right. Well, there's no thing. theme. We don't When Kemp <laughs> tells this story, I'm just going to make fun of him the whole time. <laughs> Like so go ahead, Yeah, <laughs> enjoy. Tell the story. No, she said it. Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who I've had a lot of wine. Let's go. Um, this is, I think, last. Oh, three. Ah, sorry, y'all. This is my third class. I think we just have. One. I think we just have one 
more story about that house. And well, and the banging on the walls, which isn't such a big thing. So I thought about that, but it's really not that interesting. But we one night we heard knocking when we were asleep and as we do. Yeah. And we, <laughs> well, I we didn't know no, what it was. No, we were sleeping. I was in the next room. I will say though, and this is getting sidetracked, but there was one night when we were in the den, which was that weird room off the kitchen that had a fireplace in it, which should have been the dining room. And <laughs> the the garage was connected off the den. And so we heard a rattling on the garage door, but we had the TV on. So I just was like, wait, do you hear that? And we like paused the TV. We didn't hear anything. We turned the TV on and we hear it again. So then we couldn't make out where it was coming from. I think we left that room. Well, then there was a sliding glass door on the den. So you would walk from like the garage door to the sliding glass door. Well, we hear something tugging on the sliding glass door. So anyways, our, our neighbor, Mary, which I'll talk about in the next story, she calls us not five minutes later and she said, lock your doors she said my son thomas there's someone trying to get in our back door so there was someone walking through the neighborhood that night just tugging on doors trying to see what we had every light on we're watching tv all the cars are in the driveway they still try to get in so what was their intention but well we lived by jabalt yeah that's also a thing so for anyone who's not familiar jabalt is a reform school kind of center school yes it's for troubled kids it's really a positive place yes but every once in a while one of them pulls the old breakout yeah it's made the news before where they ran all the way to like the east walmart or something and they like caught them down at the they yes ran i know if you're not familiar if you're not around here but that is a long that's a couple of miles yeah that they ran before they caught this kid. But yeah, it's for troubled kids. So Mary, who I was talking about, she... Mm-hmm. One miles. day I was out mowing. And uh, Mary pulled up and she always would mow in a swimsuit cover-up. What? <laughs> <laughs> she would swim right and, after. And, yeah, oh, and oh, Mary oh, would always pull up on her lawnmower and just talk. And, and I was out had, mowing. She so. had her grabber to grab Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was her grabber. So she would use the grabber. Oh, they had, like, I miss Mary. So you use the stick and move it out of the way and keep mowing. Right. She's a genius. She's a damn innovation queen. An innovation queen. She pulls up in her swimsuit cover up on her riding lawn. On her riding lawn. And she says, Kemp, I just want to let you know that someone got out of Jabalt and they're on the run. And she said, the neighbors behind me said that they saw him in the woods. So she was like, get inside. <laughs> and then she turned around in her riding lawnmower and went back to her house. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, so I ran into the house. I put my mower in the shed and ran into the house. I was so freaked out because I never lived that close to anything like that. Oh yeah. Lucky they didn't take our riding mower as a getaway car. Right. right. Push me yeah. off and drive to East Walmart. <laughs> Burning rubber, peeling out. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh my God. So back to the ghost story. Kevin and I were getting ready to move. We put the house up for sale with no plan for what we were gonna do, where we were gonna go or live. And so the house was for sale, and that's when the activity in the house started to escalate very quickly. And I, I would like to think. 
that since we were taking care of the property, that maybe they didn't want us to leave. Right. So maybe things were, like, acting up. But we had moved out the bed frame. Not that this is important, but we moved out the bed frame, and we were sleeping on the mattress on the floor, like, right before we moved. And I remember, like, turning over. I was, like, laying on my right side, and I just woke up to just this just black, like, silhouette laying beside me on the floor. And I was half asleep, so I was just like, maybe I'm out of it or what have you. But it just, the aroma of pee was so bad. And I kept, like, I was, we had, you know, peaches, and I, like, because, I don't know, when you have animals, you just don't really peaches care. Peaches is our dog. I like, <laughs> put my... Oh, yeah, Peaches is a dog. <laughs> I put my... You bag of peaches. I peaches. I just can't. I forget I have to explain this stuff. So I just stick my hand out on the carpet because I'm like, there's probably a pee spot. Mind you, I'm half asleep. But I'm like, let me feel for a pee spot and I'll go and clean it. And they, are you feel anything? But I felt, un- as you guys would say, I felt uncomfy. Oh, yes. So, yes. Uh, we you were- also remarked that the pee smelled stale. That was a big thing. Like, like it wasn't. Yeah, like it was like a stale smell. Fresh pee and stale pee is a huge difference. From yes, well, that's really he did <laughs> tell him. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. You had that. said he, you had said that when it had happened. I mean, it smelled musty and it smelled like pee. Mm-hmm. And it was uncomfortable. And I was just, it was laying there beside me. I remember, like, doing a double take, like, half asleep, like, what is this presence beside me? But then it's one of those things, like, you don't know if you're dreaming or if you're just out of it. So I really didn't think that much about it. I literally just thought, I mean, Peaches was the most awful dog to potty train. I'm like, he's just had an accident and I'm half asleep. So... We were moving out, and Mary comes over, and she's talking, and she said, I remember when we had that ice storm, which was like 2011 or 2012. Yes, yeah. And she said, I remember when we had that ice storm, and Mary has a son, and she said, my son had to come over and get Mrs. Akers out of the house, because she lived alone, and she couldn't get out on the ice, and she he had to go up to the front door, and she said he carried her to our house, and she said, all I remember is that he just said she just smelled like pee. She just reeked of pee. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, oh I just, God. goosebumps went up my body and I was like, Kevin, that's what that smell was. Dramatic. I know that's what that smell was. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting for that. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. I should have, I should have jumped from my bed and said, Mr. Zakers! What when would you do? Her mist? Diet jump and she there was mist. <laughs> First of all, what would you have done if a man was standing at the foot of the bed, like a silhouette of a man? No men coming into this house. No men coming to this house. This nice Christian lesbian. <laughs> what would you have done, Kelsey, if a big butch dyke was standing at the foot of your bed? Hello. <laughs> I would be. St- I would say, Jim. <laughs> I 
about to tell me I closed my workout. Right. <laughs> you closed your workout. <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Gym. <laughs> I would have said Jim. <laughs> and I just lost I didn't say that to him. So the wine went down the wrong pipe and it was coming out my mouth. It came out my nose. Oh, Jesus. What a disaster. Jim. That's what I would call them. That's, That's what Jim. I started. Jim. Oh my god. So, yeah. And I mean, I, that was so funny. Oh, Jesus. So maybe we're crazy. Maybe it was like night terrors and no, you know, no. Well, I was gonna bring up a story earlier, but I'm gonna save it because it's actually my brother's. But it's very similar to a lot of the stuff you're talking about. So I 100% go behind what you're talking right. about with like hearing, seeing the smoke and hearing the party and smelling things. And I, I've smelled stuff at the. Uh, the Marshall House. I woke up and I smelled vomit so strongly. Oh, I thought John had thrown up in the bed. I jumped oh, back yeah. and threw the covers back because I thought he threw up in bed. And there was nothing. And then I woke up the second night in the middle of throwing up. Like I was gagging to the point. I like ran to the bathroom and had to sleep with a trash can next to me because I thought I was going to throw up. <coughs> I, that's what woke me up was gagging. So I can get behind that. Yeah. I never felt unsafe. You know, I never felt... It was just weird. Yeah. Like, unease, kind of. And we live now, we live in a 1930s colonial revival, and I have never felt anything. Right. I have never felt just anything. I mean, I just feel so safe there. And I just, at the last house, I just, there was always a little something. And it was always at night. Like Kevin was saying, we haven't experienced very much in this house. and Or anything paranormal or, like, anything that would be, like questionable yeah super yeah the the big story is this past year we had our house refinanced and the lady that was doing our refinancing lit her grandma so across the street from us she lit her grandma huh (laughs) (laughs) lit her on fire (laughs) i thought that's where you were i'm tying into megan's story so first of all if you haven't refinanced you should because rates are great so she lights her grandma on fire. Yes. <laughs> no, her. So there's a duplex that sits across the street from our house, and this woman who did our appraisal, her grandma lived in one half, and her great grandma lived in the other half. So she basically grew up across the street from our house, and this was in the '70s. So the original builders of our home, the Mowers, Mrs. Mower had divorced Mr. Mower by this time, so she was living alone in our house. So he she was a cheater. He was a cheater. So she uh, would come over to the house a lot. And so anyway, she was doing our appraisal. I don't think that we knew that she lived across the street when she was doing our appraisal. Or maybe we did. But she, so went before her arrival, I had to take the dogs and get the dogs out of the house so she could come in and do her, like a thorough walk. And she was, she got my number so she could call me when she was done so that I could come back home. So she has my number and she gets there and I'm away from the house and she's kind of texting me and she's like, one of, one of the things that stood out was, where did you get this sleigh? So I bought this one horse open sleigh on Facebook yard sale and 
we kept it in the garage and she saw it and she texted me and she said, where did you get this one hundred and sleigh? So I said, Facebook yard sale, not thinking anything about it. Well, five minutes go by and she says, well, I'm going to call you when I get out of here. And I was like, okay, just thinking maybe she's talking about the refi. Yeah. So she leaves and this is a side note, but she didn't text me back. So I was in the parking lot with the dogs for like an extra 45 minutes. And finally I texted her. I was like, are you gone yet? And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I go back to the house and then she eventually calls me like an hour or two later. And she says, were you related to the Mowers? And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, well, then this is really weird. And so she used to come over to the house when she was a kid. And she said, when I walked through the front door, she said, I just knew Mrs. Maurer was there. And she said, I turned to the left and she said, I just knew I was going to see her standing in there. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Cause we've never felt a presence. Yeah. So we have a baby grand piano that sits in the living room. And she said, was that her piano? And I said, no. And she said, well, it sits in the exact same spot that she had her baby grand piano. And I was like, oh, oh. that's interesting. And she said, yeah, she used to roll down the front window in the summer. And my grandma and I would sit out on the porch and listen to her play the piano. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So then she said, I just can't believe that you didn't know her because she said, you also have a bunch of rabbit paintings, which is weird. <laughs> but I really like rabbits. And so she said... She used to have baby rabbits come in the basement window wells and they would have, they would nest in there. And she said we would just watch them through the glass. And she said she had old paintings of rabbits. And she said, I just think that's really peculiar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that is really weird. So then she's talking to me and she said, it just feels like when I was younger, like she just, the house just feels the same. She said the furniture Seems like the furniture is just like it was when I walked in when I was younger. And she said it was very, it was a very comforting feeling. And she said, but I just about rolled over dead when I went into your garage and I saw that sleigh. Because she said the day after Thanksgiving every year, my grandma and I would come over and we would pull out a one horse open sleigh out of the garage and put it in the side yard for Christmas. And so then I was like, oh, and got like mm -hmm. chills all over me because it, to me, even though this isn't a ghost story, to me, it felt paranormal and that as if she was kind of living through us in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was so cool. I was literally blown away. There's just too many coincidences. Yeah, well, and it's so many ob obscure things, I guess, like rabbit paintings. Very like, what specific. are the odds that it would be the same? Right. Or, I mean, I mean obviously you know, the one-horse open slate is the big one. Like, who yeah. owns a one-horse open slate? No That is weird. But who yeah, owns that it? Is. <laughs> also, that one-horse open slate can't even park my goddamn truck in the garage. <laughs> because we have a freaking sleigh in the garage. Think Worth about it. that. Worth it. Because the right. piano is one thing. It's like, a lot of people can have a piano. I mean, Kelsey, it's not grand baby, baby grand, but it's a piano. And right. well, so right. if you're musically inclined or you appreciate the musical arts, then <clears throat> to have a piano is like one pianos. thing. Yeah, or and then, <laughs> but then the painting and then the sleigh, that's the big one. That is kind of strange. Well, and 
for me, the Mrs. Maurer in particular loved her house. I mean, she mm-hmm. loved her house. I mean, we, we took out wallpaper out of the foyer and she had written down behind the wallpaper the year, how many rolls she bought, the store she bought them from. Like wow. she just, she bought a lot of it at the Meadows. Oh, the wow. Meadows Shopping Center. That's was what was a, written behind it. Sherwin Williams at the Meadows back in the day? Yeah, in, in the 1970s. Yeah. And she wrote that down, and then I was like, back when the original wallpaper. Open. I literally <laughs> thought that the... The Metropolis. It was. It was an open shopping center back Yeah, then. it was. That would be so cool now, but... I thought, though, that there was an owner... We're the third owners. The second owner, her name was Darla, who sold us the house... I thought that the foyer wallpaper was something she put in in the 90s. Uh-huh. So I was just like, uh, well, then when we took that off, I saw her handwriting and I was like, oh. Like, you almost feel bad because it's like, I didn't really realize. We yeah. took a picture of what was written. But... Darla, and Darla did a great job. Like, we consider ourselves to be like stewards of that historic house. I mean, we really I mean, the wallpaper had had better days. We take it really seriously to take care I will tell you a funny story from Mrs. Maurer's days, though, is that we have a brick house, mm-hmm. and the garage also used to be brick. Mm-hmm. The garage was built the same year the house was built, which was unusual. Mm-hmm. So it was in the 50s, and Darla had seen this footage, this camcorder footage. Mr. Maurer had, Dr. Maurer had sent Mrs. Maurer into town, and for those of you who know Brazil, where the CVS is, there used to be a Chevy dealership or a Buick dealership or something mm-hmm. right there where the CVS is. He had bought her a brand new convertible. Yeah. So he sends her down to the dealership. They're doctors. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and Mrs. Maurer, she came from money too, actually. Because the D.H. Davis building in Brazil, her family built that building. But anyway, oh. so she comes rolling up in her convertible. And he's outside the side of the house recording it on his 50s camcorder. <laughs> and... She's looking at him and smiling and waving, and she drives through the front of the garage and out <gasps> the back of the garage. Oh my god! With her brand new car. And Mr. Maurer's filming this, and Darla, the second owner, saw the film. Watched like on yeah, oh she watched it. I don't know so where she found it. So now our garage is wood sided. <laughs> yes. The brick is. She gone. drove through brick. She, she drove, drove through brick. brick. I don't know how she survived it because that fell in a in convertible. On her. Oh yeah. my gosh! That's no. Awful. So, but honestly, the, I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, "Look at my car!" And then just she was like waving at him, so excited, just like drove through the garage. Oh my God. I'm never gonna financially recover from this. Yes. <laughs> right. right, Mrs. Mauer, you have to dig through the bricks to find her. You're never gonna financially recover. From You've seen Jones? Yes, I okay. forgot about okay. that. That was like 80 years in meme world ago. Oh though. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I like the new memes, the GameStop memes now. Oh my gosh. Stonks are back. Stonks. Stonks. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. Anyway, I'm sorry. I do want to touch on, though, while we're talking about it, that there, even though the last story I told was not paranormal or ghost story, that Darla, the second owner, did experience things in our house. Oh, yeah. And Mrs. Mauer was a big presence when she lived there and she said that she would be there home alone and she did not feel comfortable and no remember it didn't bother her no she said she felt uncomfortable but that's when her husband lived there so uh, Darla's husband was not faithful and 
Mrs. Maurer's husband, Dr. Maurer, was not faithful. Oh. And so the whole time that she lived there with her husband, she felt activity all the time. Well, Darla came to find out that her husband was not being faithful and they divorced and he moved out and everything stopped. Oh. And she seems to think that because her husband was unfaithful the way that Mrs. Mowers was, that she was there to upset him. Yeah. And did not want him there with her. Yeah. So when he left, she she never felt anything again, which I thought was so interesting because she said, I would stay in that house, and she said, I felt so uncomfortable. When she said her husband had it a lot worse than she did, like almost getting shoved and like, Feeling things and hearing things, like and hatred just, and yeah. anger, mm-hmm. which makes yeah. sense because Mrs. Nara had experienced the same. Yeah, she, you have your built-in lie detector. <laughs> yeah. I did. I say that to Kim sometimes. I'm like, if you ever cheat, then I'm gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, she's it coming for you. <laughs> yeah, but they, but Mrs. Maurer had the money, and that's what the lady that did our appraisal. Her grandma used to tell her, Mrs. Maurer, she's part of that old money. It's old oh. money. So Mrs. Maurer's family had the money, and I think that's why Mrs. Maurer kept the house when they divorced. And <laughs> I think she said Titanic, she said too. No, she said <laughs> she was just an elegant lady, and she would always wear a headscarf, mm-hmm. and she would sit outside, and she would open all the windows and play her baby red piano because they didn't have air conditioning, so they had to have all the windows and doors open. Yeah, I think of Kathy. She just said she Titanic. was an elegant lady. <laughs> yes, new money. <laughs> idea actually okay. you know that Molly Brown the unsinkable oh. Molly Brown went to West Baden after the Titanic sank to take the waters Oh, you guys should do a West Baden French Lick oh trip. I want to go to French Lick French Lick always comes up when we're when I'm researching haunted locations mm-hmm. always comes up we've got a couple of places lined up we'll have to throw that on our yeah, list but French Lick is like a two hour drive and that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. We've been to Kentucky multiple times at this point. Well, I say. French looks nothing. I was just going to say that I... You say that you, some people will think it's a bunch of crap, the stuff that you're talking about with the house and stuff. I, I don't, because I guess I'm going to give my little two cents on this house right now, which Kevin actually sold me. We were talking about realty. He sold me this house. Did anyone, <laughs> so I, you didn't, I didn't ask and you didn't tell did anybody die in this house. I didn't ask. I mean, but here's the thing. It's important that we don't get hung up. And I say this to my clients, is that if someone dies in a home, that's a good thing. You know, I mean, if you think, like, if you had to pick a place to die as an old person, you'd want to die in your home where you're comfortable. So it's not such a bad thing to know that someone dies in their house. I was just curious. Honestly, if anyone did die here, I don't think it'd bother me too much. I say that, but who knows? I mean, I didn't ask the guy. I I don't know how long the guy even owned it, but... I don't. I usually don't ask unless a client asks me, and I have. I would say probably four or five times clients have asked me to ask the homeowners. So it does happen occasionally. Okay. But the house. This house is so old. Probably. What was There's it, a chance. Was this the? See, I should know this. Was this one nineteen? Early nineteen hundreds. I know. Like nineteen seventeen. I think is what very it is. Very early. Yeah. Something like that. I actually have felt very comfortable in this home. I really have. Until like. Honestly, until we started like really getting into this podcast when the Ouija board came in Oops, here. And amazing. so this when you're worried about people thinking your stuff's a bunch of crap, I'm sitting here saying 
I do this podcast. We started this podcast. We talk about spooky stuff all the time, and I'm like, no one's going to believe me. So, like, believe what you will. But I live here alone, and I work from home right now half, most of the time. I have two jobs, but 40 hours a week I work here. And I'd say within the last month or so, well, month or two, I just notice little things. So I'll be sitting in my dining room, and I thought... So it was, I was expecting someone to come over. It was actually my girlfriend who's hanging out over yonder. And I was expecting her to come over and I heard, my back door is not quiet by any means. It's like old window panes. So when you try to open the door, you hear them shake. And I heard someone grab the back door and shake it. And I had to go let her in. So I stood up and went to go let her in. And there's nobody at the back door. There's not, like I hear, like, like at the back door, like shaking. Replicate, but. So, and I, I was certain enough that she was here that I got up from doing my work to go open the door and there was nobody there. And, but when I, like, put the lock back on the door, she pulled into the driveway, like, as I was checking the door. So, no, it, it like, it messed me up that, like, I was certain that someone was at the back door, but as I was getting up to see if she was at the back door, that's when she pulled into the driveway. So mm. I was like... Well, I don't like that. And I went and I sat, like, just quietly in the living room and waited for her to walk in. I was like, I thought you were here just, like, 30 seconds ago. And I just kind of, I was like, well, maybe my cat lady really likes to try to get outside, so she'll paw at the door sometimes. So I just chalked it up to that. Like, because she's, she's a hefty girl. So if she wants to push on the door, she's going to Yeah. <laughs> if she wants to push on the door, she's going to push on the door. Um, so I didn't think anything of it. What, I don't even know. Some time passes. Who knows? This isn't a super regular occurrence, but I'm sitting at my desk again working, and I hear lady... like Also with the door, she's really adamant about if she wants to look out the window, she will look out the window. So she, like, pauses the window until I open the blinds for her. I hear her start, like, banging on the living room window, so I was like, fine. Like, there's probably... Kids are walking home from school, and she wants to see because she's, like, a little dog. It's weird. <laughs> so I walk in the living room to go open the window for her, and she's not at the window, Speedy's not at the window. They're both asleep in the bedroom, but, like, I hear someone just, like, at the window, like, she's trying to get the blinds open. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, the windows, these windows are old. You know that. The shaking of these windows is a very particular sound. Mm -hmm. And the window, it was like someone came up and knocked on the window, so I thought she wanted it open. She was asleep, like, halfway across the house. Uh, So that sucked. And then... There was another, oh, the big one. I know, I was like, I was saving the big one for last, yeah. so I apologize. So I, like I said, I've been living here alone, and your eyes play tricks on you in the night, especially when I first moved in, like, when all when all the lights are out, you think you see things, you're getting used to your surroundings. I would lay in my bedroom, I have a mirror that hangs on the door so the door doesn't close all the way, and I like the cats to be able to go in and out throughout the night. I would lay down, and I swear I would see something... My bedroom looks down the hallway. It's a very short hallway, but I have a light. Somehow, like, if moonlight comes in just right, there's still light in the hallway. I would look, and something would obstruct the light, like if someone walked into the hallway and just stood there. And I'm like, like "Mm, I don't like that. And I would just roll off my side (laughs) and go to sleep. Because I'm like, my eyes are just playing tricks on me at first. Because that happened very early on. And then, because the same deal, actually. My mattress was on the floor. I didn't have a bed frame yet. I got a bed frame. I was like, maybe it's the angle, maybe it's the cats. I have no freaking clue. I finally get a bed frame. Bed is raised. Still here by myself. I still, pretty regularly, the light gets obstructed. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just shifting in bed just right. Because it's moonlight. Maybe there's a lamp post. I don't... 
Which is weird to say, because if you can see my hall, if you could see my hallway right now, there is no window within sight. But I'm like, maybe something, maybe I'm shifting just right and moving the light. And so again, lady friend comes over. My girlfriend comes over. She's gonna stay, and she did stay and didn't. I didn't have any issues. I went to bed. I slept like a rock. Woke up and we were talking about this. We were talking about the podcast, and she's like, ha- asked me if I had experienced anything here. And I said. I talked about, like, the noises, the cats banging at the windows or whatever, and she's like, have you ever seen anything? And I started to answer. I was like, no, you go ahead and tell me what you saw. I'm just curious. I want to know what you saw. She's like, okay, well, I was uh, laying in bed, and I could have sworn I saw somebody just, like, walk into the hallway and just stand and stare. (laughs) I don't like that at all. And she started to explain. I was like, let me guess. You saw a black figure in the hallway block the light from the moonlight, and she's like, Yes. I was like, of course you did. Of course you did. I like, sat down, whatever I was doing. I was like, this is stupid. And she said, so my thing, I wish I could get up and demonstrate, but I don't want to get away from the the um, microphone. Mine is, I see someone peek their head around from the dining room and just like step in the hallway. And she said what she saw was someone come out of this room that we're sitting in right now, walk into the hallway and just stand and stare. But it makes me happy though that you didn't have her tell you first. Like you listen to what she had yeah, to I, say. Because I wanted to say I see someone peek around the hallway and I I stopped because I was like I know in my gut I know what you're going to say so tell me what you saw. And she said she saw a black figure step in the hallway and just stand and she's like you didn't react so I just went to sleep and I said okay. So and that's when she was with me when I went down the basement stairs I'm working on a room in the basement to get ready to move all of this recording stuff down there actually. And that's when I go down this basement all the time. My laundry is down there. I've been working on this room relentlessly. And I step down and I see the black smudge on the wall. And I stopped midway down the steps. And I was like, has that black smudge always been there? She went, I don't know. And just kept walking because she didn't want to deal with it. The black smudge, the knocking on the windows. And now especially, the very, she said the very first night she stayed here, she saw the black figure in the hallway. And hers came out of the second bedroom. Mine peeks around the corner. And it's a big, it's big enough that it obstructs all light from the moonlight, whether it comes through this window or through the dining room window. So, <laughs> yeah, when she told me she saw that black figure, I was like, this is the worst. That's great. So I immediately texted Megan. I was like, hey, next episode we record, can you bring some sage or now what mug, mug, mug war, mug war. There's... <laughs> Not really white sage, only because it is like uh, particular to indigenous peoples, but it's, it's starting. Also... It's starting to get into that land of appropriation, if you will, or extinction. Like it's also in short supply. So, yeah, because it comes off reservations. So oh, you don't want to use it. So I guess to wrap it up, I don't. I don't feel uncomfortable in this from house on a reservation. Yeah, the way. that's what I was going to ask you though. What What was the the feeling or the vibe when I hate the black. I hate the figure that steps in the hallway. It's it's tall. Like, it goes to the top of the doorway. I don't like it. Mm. Did um, she have an eerie feeling when she... I wish I could yell in there now. I don't... She, I mean, she didn't like it. She said she didn't like it, but... It's the she didn't. She didn't want to sound crazy. She's like, I didn't want to say anything and sound stupid. So I just was like, I'm not used to this house, so I'm just going to go to sleep. But it was the very first time she stayed here that she saw that figure. And I see it. All the time. Because I told her, I was like, slip, like shift over to my side and see what you see. And it's this perfect shot of 
Like, I can see just enough, like, a sliver in the hallway into the dining room, into the living room. And that's when I see the light get obstructed. <laughs> so it's really fun, really great. Love it here. Thanks for the house. <laughs> but I still, I really, I don't feel unsafe. It's when I see that black figure. But it's not enough to scare me out of bed. I'll just, it's an... It's startling, but I'm like, I'll just roll over and go to sleep. I don't think it's going to do anything. Because I still, I think I've still convinced myself it's just my eyes playing tricks on me. But I don't like well, that. Well, I was going to say, like, once you get your hall light fixed, leave mm-hmm. your hall light on and then see. Because mm-hmm. it might be a thing where the moon is moving or there's a branch that's mm-hmm. outside of one of the windows. You know what I mean? It could be anything. Yes. And it's remember that theory. old houses make a lot of noises. Yes. You know? Yeah. The, honestly, there was a very windy night that I was certain someone was knocking on the back door. And it's actually my, I have a little tiny back porch that the windows open up. And one had opened up and was like swinging and shutting back and forth. So that was yeah. that. But the night that I thought she was like jiggling the door again. Because mm-hmm. I have a doorway to get into my little porch and then a doorway to get in the house. And it was the doorway to the house that the handle started jiggling and the window started shaking. Yeah. So. Well, we have, like, we have a boiler. That's how we heat our house. Yes. And boilers make a lot of noise. Like, they don't make, there's no, it's not forced air. So, like, you don't hear a fan kick on. Yeah. The boilers knock and rattle and, like, they make all these noises. And it took us a while to get used to it because it sounds weird. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious, though, to see if you keep experiencing mm-hmm. what you're experiencing because it's very specific i mean you're describing it as being tall and like peering around the corner and then she said you know it came out the hallway and it stood there i mean mm-hmm. these it's very yeah. specific so yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird that i don't feel uncomfortable yet but the saga will continue and i hate to say i feel like it's been since the ouija board came in but I feel like it's since the Ouija board came in. When we sat it on the dining room table and like yeah. messed around with the ghost tube over it and how the EMF was spiking when it touched the Ouija board, that's when I started the noticing. The Ouija board does not stay in my house. I have not had any experience in my house. And it, the Ouija board's we, in my garage. But you had, you had cleansed it. You had cleansed I it. Did and maybe cleanse that's it why I don't feel time. weird about it. But Cody brought his, though. He did. That was it. That was the one. Because that was when we sat on the dining room table. That's the one, though, that wasn't used, though, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was the one that was his being was used. His is the one that was being used at uh, the oh, Indiana Theater. Oh, Big Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know if his had been cleansed or not. I had Crystal sitting on mine for a long time before I took it into the new house. Like, I let it right. cleanse for a couple weeks. Yeah, ours I feel fine about. It was It was that one, the colorful... One, the wooden There's one. That's a weird part of me that would really love to have, like, an antique Ouija board, but... You're not bringing it in our house. He would never let me. No, I won't. Because I don't want to... You know, I was raised Catholic. And, I mean, it's not, like, a huge part of my identity, but, I mean, you know, you learn, you know, about exorcisms. I mean, it's not like, you know, I had one. Right. But you learn about it because it is kind of part of the faith, right? Is that, you know, you do believe in demons and... One of the big things that I've, I guess I've seen or I've learned is that it's very rarely ghosts. It's usually like a demonic presence who's masquerading as someone who's passed in the house or someone you knew in an attempt because you have to give a demon permission. Yeah. They can't just enter. They have to be allowed to enter. So I won't, even if I'm 100% wrong, if I am, that's great. Right. That will never come in my house. Just, I don't want to tempt it. The Ouija board did sit in my house for a little bit, and then when we took it 
on our first trip. I don't remember what where we and took it for the first time. Seal block. Hmm. Maybe. No, it was before that because I had to go in my garage to get to take it to the seal block. I don't know where we took it first, but nope. it it only I sat in my no house idea. for a little bit, and then I put it in the garage after its first trip out of the house. For some reason, I was like, after it went out and we used it, I'm like, Tunnelton. I don't want to bring it. Was it Tunnelton? No, I don't it was even yours. know. Oh, who knows? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I've regardless, a lot of wine. my board doesn't sit in my house, and I don't experience anything strange the only thing is my back room has a lot of windows it's got those french glass doors and when i walk by at night i can't see what's on the other side and that kind of makes me uneasy because it's so open in that room that i'm like i just run by it really quick so but other than that uh i think that may wrap up our yeah listener episode yeah, number surprise story at well, the I'm end there for i don't four. know it's <laughs> is four. it four okay yes. is it really yeah Huh. Okay, well. Hmm. Nice. You know. <laughs> Saving the best for Ford. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I don't know. Thanks for having yeah, us along for a messy good time. Thank you so much. No, what a disaster. It was two bottles of wine. You could throw <laughs> all of this away. <laughs> I know, we're going to edit out everything. I know. <laughs> this is how we old know we're old. We made it through a bottle and three quarters of wine, and we're like, whew. <laughs> Kelsey's going to go and voice over and narrate everything you say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> lots of elevator music. Lots of, like, bleeps. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Lots of news. Look at Kim's laugh on the little monitor. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe tone down the volume on those points. Oh, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. No, thank so, you guys for joining us. Yes, thank you, you so much. Thank you. thank you for coming. And we actually have like a real plug this time that I'm going to try to plug for you because Megan usually do, does this, but here it we are. It is. It's our big announcement. I promised you well, guys something okay. last Well, okay. Let me episode. like anticipation lead up to it. So if you oh. like this, listen. Hey. <laughs> if you like this listener episode, you want to have future listener episodes, reach out to us. Send your stories to orsotheysaypod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on any social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all orsotheysaypod. Whatever. It literally, it clearly does not matter what stories. Did you say to Gmail? At Gmail. Yeah, okay. So okay. Send I'm, your stories to us. Yes, yes. Send them. Sorry, it doesn't I matter just usually do this. So I'm like, I know. Panic. I, just, I see you over here. You're just like shifting. You're like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> If I do the intro, I'm going to watch Kelsey be like, (laughs) (laughs) this is why you don't do the intro. No. Yeah. Send the stories. At Gmail, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or so they say pod. And it could be about any, like, I don't know, creepy tarot card stuff, haunted house things, Ouija boards. Creepy dolls. Bridges. I want a creepy doll story. Yeah, creepy doll <laughs> stories. I don't want ghost kid stories. Don't bring that in my home. I hate ghost kids. Like, send I can't them. say that enough. I love you, ghost kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> that. All I your creepy you. stories. We'll believe you, okay? I'm telling if they I'll can, anything. As someone who's been on our show now and told a story, you feel kind of weird telling it. You're like, they're not going to believe me. We believe you. We're right. going to believe you. Tell us your stories and trust us we have listeners who will believe you too so send those to us yes and now the big announcement is that after hours of deliberation and meetings and coffee shops and pie places and (laughs) sleepless nights and text messages bad group text messages because we're all bad at it (laughs) 
merchandise is finally up. We have yeah. merchandise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Yay. you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we are using redbubble.com. So the it's a little bit a little more to memorize. I apologize. The link for it is redbubble redbubble.com redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash or so they say pod and I feel like honestly if you just google redbubble or so they say pod that will come up as well yeah that's redbubble search or so they say we're on there we have things we've got cups we've got phone cases we've got t-shirts we've Mm -hmm. got bags we've got do we have masks all sorts of stuff we have masks. We have masks. We have there masks. we go. That's the important stuff. So finally, up and running. You can support us that way. If you don't necessarily want any merchandise or anything like that, we will be really hurt, but it's <laughs> fine. But also, if you just want to donate uh, monetarily in any way, we also have our Patreon, which is, or so they say, no, patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Mm-hmm. You can donate there. $1, $5, $10. We will be adding new tiers there soon we just have to get our life together and it's never gonna happen but if you're afraid of commitment like some yeah. exes <laughs> oh my god yeah. oh my god stop we do have you can do a one-time donation now too it's another new finally? thing you oh, can do finally. one-time donations to our paypal which we'll also link i don't have that up quite yet but by the time you're hearing this we'll link it we'll have the link to redbubble we'll have the link to paypal all Patreon, of our all that Patreon guys. social medias, our website, or so they say pod. Go check out our previous episodes and all of our other stuff we've done. And it's I a lot. Think that's that it. was a lot to take in. <laughs> I'll put it in the description for this episode. It'll be on social media and anywhere. Website, you'll find it. You'll find it. I think that's it. That's the big uh, <sighs> announcement. So God, okay, we made big it. Things we coming. made it. I'm drunk. I'm tired. I'm hungry. <laughs> and we have to drive home. <laughs> oh no, you you are not driving home drunk. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, it's, it's, it's the do the campfire. <laughs> Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, Or So They Say Pod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash Or So They Say Pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening. <laughs>